you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. And I am here with uh, Desiree, Jonathan's girlfriend, and Jonathan on the sidelines. Before we get started, I'd like to mention that we updated our website, flying-sober.com, for the month of July. And I have my friend Jackie sharing her very inspiring story on the road to recovery. I urge you to check it out. And of course, the unprecedented Zoom meeting archives keeps on growing. So check that out along with other resources for the month of July. So let's dive in and continue our chat with Desiree. Interesting how they met after they both decided to focus on themselves. And we also discussed the pandemic testing the relationship and values. But we left it off with Desiree saying how she found interest in what Jonathan does in sobriety and for his community in general. Jay is super involved in yeah. recovery and obviously with this podcast. It's been a challenge to get around. It's, it's work. Um, but I know he's got like 100 sponsees on top of no, that. No, 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 no. It's not 100. Not 100? No. <laughs> okay, so my next question is, uh, what are the challenges with someone who is so involved? Um... You know, he's really great at it. I mean, if you wanted to say there's a challenge, it would always just maybe stem around the idea of attention. But he's so good with it. I don't know how he really balances everything. He's so good about giving attention to his sponsees and... Um, and me, and it never really feels like it impedes on our life. And it was one of the most endearing qualities about him when he finally, when, when he did tell me, like, you know, I'm sober and I'm very active in my community and I help a lot of people and this will always be a part of my life. It was this like, like a beautiful thing to me because I am actually a person where there's a in the heart of me, I'm a person of service. I love volunteering and I love uh, helping other people. I'm we're both empath, and yeah. I thought that that was the coolest thing. Like you know, you they you talk about meeting people around your interests. Like yeah. what better way to meet somebody and to f fall in love with someone whose mm -hmm. entire purpose is about serving and helping others? I mean, how could you not think yeah. of anything more beautiful? Like. How great are they going to treat you as a person if that is their sole premise and if they believe that that's their purpose? And I told him, you know, he asked me actively, like, would this affect our relationship, you know, or would this become an issue? I'm always going to put you as a priority, but I may need to also make this a part of my life. And I was like, I never want you to have to choose between me or that. And you like, don't have that's to worry beautiful. about him lying to you about anything. No. Because it's, it's There's like, actually times where his sponsees will, like, people will call him and, you know, his first instinct is, you know, I'm with you or I'm doing this. And my, I, I, I do say to him so many times, I'm like, take the call. Take the call. Like, even if you just take the call and say, yeah. hey, I'm at dinner right now. I just want to make sure everything okay. I'm like, I always look at it as I'm like, you're that one phone call from a bad decision. I'm like, what if somebody is, you know, at the brink of taking a drink or taking a sip and if they can just get to you in time, you're going to change their decision. You're yeah. going to change their life and, it, you, yeah. and save them. I'm like, I would never want to steal that from him. 
experience. And it's so much more than that, um, the support of other people and the responsibility to reciprocate that. Yeah. When I was drinking, I had a lot of friends, but never this kind of support system with people that would be there for me in a heartbeat. And not just one person. It's like a whole army of people. I love listening to his meetings. I, I love for the times that I have been invited to attend a meeting, like, you know, as a supporter and as his girlfriend, like I I resonate with so much of what yeah, the people say. I, know. I, I really to any of your listeners, like I think people should be so much more open to listening to that. It's not just for people in recovery from alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Like you can find in some way for anything that people are sharing or that they're expressing or even that the, the book, the big book, it can relate in your life too. Everybody has a form of addiction. Everybody was once addicted to something or lacking something. When I'm in those meetings or when I'm listening to everybody, where it channels me or where I go is to the place of where I, like my ex, how I used sex or this empty love to fill my voids you know, that I didn't love myself enough, you know, to know my worth. So I settled for less. Wow. I settled for men that didn't treat me like to the way I should be treated. I tolerated thing like behavior or words or actions towards me or to other people, you know, because I thought this is the best I could get. Oh, and now you have something to compare it to. Yeah. God, I remember when I was in that place and that's good for me to hear. I had no self-worth. Tell my students though, the analogy of the, the apple tree. And I always tell them, I was like, you know, think about it guys. I'm like, where are the good apples? Where are the best apples? the best versions of yourself or like the best apples they're they're hanging up in the tree i was like but you know sometimes guys you know it's not their fault but you know they they want something that's easy they don't want to climb the tree because they're afraid of falling or getting hurt just like you guys are so they'll settle we all settle sometimes because we haven't figured out our self-worth yet so what do they do they go for the apples that are on the floor but what happens to those apples that are on the floor guys they usually have bruises they're usually damaged or they're not as good they're not as you know fruitful they're just not as they're just not as good as the ones that are on the tree so I always ask my students and I tell my girls I'm like be an apple worth climbing for. Amen. That's a great analogy, Desiree. And you never want to feel less than. Yeah. This, the, like, like kind of what you were saying in like your dating part one, just about like seeking love out of desperation. And you, that is such an unhealthy place to look for love. Yeah. Like when you're desperate. No, it should be when you're in abundance or when you're at your best because you're going to have low points, even in your relationship. I was just saying that in the last episode that sometimes, of course, it's natural to feel lonely, you know, but then you, it's your job to yeah. fill that void. Oh, exactly. Not someone else's job. Or a, an out, or a drink or drugs. You can't look for anything outside of you to fill you, like your exactly. voids. It needs, you need to fill your own heart. And exactly. then that way you get somebody else to love the heart that you fill. That's powerful. And I think that that's like one of the best parts about Jonathan is that by actually sharing this with him and being a part of his um, his sobriety and his life and his this lifestyle that he has in his community, I have been able to even work through some of my own issues. Yeah, and and it's I love it. I really do. So you you're would you say that you're learning a lot from each other? Oh yes. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> you know I feel like he's taught me so much more and. 
I, I can't even I can't even really relate to like what what he that's went what through. healthy relationships should be all about is about growth oh yeah and if you feel like you're being depleted then not the right right place for you to be and you were just describing what being depleted was you know being in the wrong relationship it takes away from you instead of giving back to you so let me ask you this is a good question because one day it's going to happen for me and I feel the same way I want that to happen organically and in my in my place of interest or just you know standing in a line in Whole Foods maybe finding a wholesome guy but yeah you know but definitely (laughs) just organically um, I'm I'm interested in, in knowing and I'm sure a lot of women that that switched over to sobriety do you find it awkward when someone can't drink with you does it make you feel uncomfortable not at all any sort of way not at all. You know, it's, and you feel like sometimes oh, I wish I could share a bottle of wine and get all no, romantic. No, not at all. Because in a way, we find other ways to be romantic. I'm one sick puppy. Don't worry. I don't need alcohol to get oh crazy. God, I know you are. <laughs> no, but you know what it is. No, it's 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 actually we. That's what I meant. It's, it, we get creative, not in that kind of way. But like, no, you get more creative. Like something that like is kind of fun. We've created games. One of the first games we played, like in our starting of our relationship, is 20 questions. For eight months, still learn stuff about each other. We go on walks together, and we just go question for question. We ask each other a question, and then that person has to answer it, and then the other person has to honor it and ask it back. We've also started a a movie quote game. You know, you say a line from a movie, and you have to be able to guess what movie that is, and then there's like three lifelines you know, so we get creative and have fun, and that always is kind of romantic and loving in a way because we we laugh. That's like the best part about being with Jonathan. It's like, and my father always gave me this as like advice. He's like, find somebody that really just makes you laugh. And I oh, always I tell love him, so true. I'm like, even for the laugh. times that are tough, and we we get we we argue, we get frustrated. He's seen my ugly. He's seen my my worse, but. He makes me smile and laugh more often than I cry or scream. So I think that's pretty that the most important. That was just a very powerful thing that you just said. Yeah. Perfection right there. I know. And, and like the drinking is like, you know, this is the interesting thing. I think the other thing for your listeners is, especially for women, if you're, in the, if you're on the side or whoever, if you're on the side where you recreationally still partake in a nice glass of wine with a steak or like, you know, you want to find somebody who's really stable in their program. Jonathan is so great because he he can sit next to me and even if I'm drinking doesn't um, it doesn't him. bother him. But that's because he's come to a place where he he own he owns himself, he owns his 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 program, he's committed to it and he's above it. He's above the influence. He really is beyond that. And I encourage listeners or anybody to you know, make sure you're with somebody who's who's really sticking to their program and that they feel confident in that should you need that. Because honestly, though, if he really was at a to be supportive, if he also was in a place where he would say to me, you know, I I'm, I, I really don't want to be tempted at like seeing you have a glass of wine would make me feel like you got to be open to that, too, to say, you know, is it worth it? Is me having a glass of wine more important? than what he needs in that moment, you got to flip it on yourself. Like, I would ask him of the same thing. Like, we're actually, yeah, it's, it is about sacrifice. Like, right now, we're, 
actively both working on our diets. I am struggling right now with my own uh, stuff of weight loss. But he supports me. He doesn't, I I know he will tell you differently, but he is very, he's very physically active and attractive. Yeah, but remember where he came from. Yes, exactly. He's writing a book about it, about his weight loss and about his journey. But does he really need it now? Does he really need to be actively engaged the way I am to the point where I am really cutting down? No, but he supports me. He doesn't eat ice cream in front of me when he could easily eat the ice cream that's in the freezer. But he knows for me, I, I need strength right now. I need that. So he forgoes his ice cream, at least in front of me. And that's, that's what you do when you love somebody. You, you make the sacrifices. You look at the bigger picture. And I think that's Very like well the, the most important thing. Yeah, I remember when I tried to quit drinking and my ex would last maybe about a day and that pretty much told me what my future would be like certainly not going anywhere and and so that's why drinking like he asked me one of the one time he did ask me you know we talk about our future he says that it dawned on him he's like what will I do at my wedding and I was like drink a lot of water I was like we'll have Shirley we'll have Shirley Temples and it'll be great well, like, you'll be dehydrated because you'll be dancing so much. But exactly. Oh, I don't need it. I got to tell my audience, it. I called Jonathan like a couple weeks ago, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And him and Desiree are doing a vision board. I'm so cute. And so... That stuff's legit. If that's not working on your future, I don't know what is. I recommend doing that together. Like, it was interesting. As we're doing it together, we're also seeing, like, do we link up? You know, what do we each want? He saw on my vision board things that I want. And you get to work I on I it together. And yeah. what he wants and what we actually want in common which is very nice so the main thing is that you have to have commonality yeah you have to be able to grow together yes. and it's got to be it's got to come from honesty right oh, yeah you have to be completely authentic and that's where i would just say like because i i if speaking to your listeners like i was that girl i was that girl and i think jonathan would even say he was that guy and like our own social circles like we were the last single guy the last single girl like my i'm i was constantly no i would be the last single no. girl <laughs> but, like, happily so but you know i'm but not like wondering where's mine when is it coming yeah, yeah. where yeah, is it we all do we all it's do. all but it's all but it's all on the train it's it's just hasn't made it to your station the thing i'm learning yet. is that you can't force no. love you cannot no. It has to come organically. You don't want it any other way if it doesn't. My father's always said this. If it's not going to be forever, why do you want it? And if you're with someone and it's really, because I remember the last relationship was so difficult. It was like climbing a a wall. It shouldn't be that difficult. What's the point of that? That's when you got to learn how to let go, you know? Okay, lastly, what are the pluses and minuses dating someone in sobriety? Let's recap it. Pluses, like I said, um... The pluses would definitely be we avoid so many insignificant and like fights or arguments or misunderstandings because we are not dealing with influences. There is no him going out with his guy friends forgetting to call me or, you know, coming home and he's a mess. And then I'm, you know, you speak in your programs about resentments. How many times do couples hold resentments for behavior that was conducted while under the influence of something? And then it's the horrible, like, whoa, but uh, babe, I was drunk. Oh, but babe, I was drunk. You know, and it's, and it's like, we don't have to worry about that. Like, it's actually very refreshing. The biggest plus is 
the way we act with each other is is organic and is is authentic. It is us in the moment. And then we, we examine that. A friend of mine in recovery was telling me, like, uh, when she's with a guy and she sees him go past the third drink, she's like, why would I want to be with someone who's not present? Oh, that's Boom. a great way to say it. No, yeah, you want to be present. And so we avoid so many issues that I feel like a lot of my friends who have relationships or marriages get into because we don't engage in that. We don't get the, oh, he went out and he was gambling and he, you know, he, he spent too much money because he was drunk or, oh God, he got into this fight with somebody because he was drunk or like, or even the girl, like flip it on the girls too. What happens ladies when we go out with our guys, we become big and like, and we, we drunk text. Oh yeah. Or That's like, or horrifying. we just, or we just have the word vomit, you know, where you yeah. just start saying things or you're just like, I don't even know why I said that. And then you can't take it back because yeah. it's out there. But this influence influenced you. And it's just so that's the biggest plus is that we don't have to deal with that. The minuses. Um, again, I'm home late from a meeting. <laughs> the minuses would maybe be the few times where you're just you're falling into that that like almost the selfish attention thing where you're just like it I want it to be about me it's about me 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 and it's like but no you need to be above that and think for a second it's not about you you know and it's so, for the greater good yeah. it's not like you're going somewhere and yeah you know, so doing what nothing the minuses yeah. would be a few times you know that at times, a sponsee can call at inopportune moments, and you know <laughs> that if we're or like no, you're having dinner, you're watching a movie, or you're doing something, but it is, and and even in that moment, you want to be like, okay, you know, like not the right time, but I do always take the second to think, yeah, but this person needs him. Yeah, I am not not important to him. It's just that at that moment, somebody else is more important, and for. For people in recovery and in sobriety, it can be, it's like a life or death situation. Somebody who has had 15 years of sobriety to the moment they could throw that all away. And I think about, your, you think about almost your civic duty as somebody who's not on that side to be like, I need to take one for the team. I need to allow him to do what he needs to do. This is what he is, he's been asked to do and charged to do with his life. I was just telling someone who's very involved in the program like like we are, and I said, you know, a second chance in life comes with a responsibility. Yeah. You got yeah. This, this chance in life for a reason, and I, I take that very seriously. As Uncle Ben said in Spider-Man, with great power I was just great about, responsibility. I was just about to Woo! say that. Babe, you are reading my mind. I was just Boom! about to say the Spider-Man thing. It is. It's... it's <laughs> How many more quotes do we have? Not today. All right, guys. Well, it's been real. And you got anything to say to your girlfriend? <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, you're so formal. <laughs> I'm going to hear about it Dude, in the Desiree, okay. that's been this has been really nice. been refreshing. No, thank a, you so much for having me. And I'm sure that our audiences have learned something from this. I know I have. My two favorite quotes... Get someone to love the heart that you fill. How beautiful is that? And another one you said, find someone who makes you laugh more often than you cry. And with that said, be sure to tune in next week for another interesting episode. Till the next time we connect, which is every Friday at 7 a.m. For any comments, go to flying-sober.com.